Welcome to Religions R Us. Are you here to buy Dr. Shami's new book, Mini Roads, One Destination? Mini Roads, One Destination? Yes, it's a celebration of the truth that all religions of the world lead to the same destination. Are you saying all religions are true? Of course. All religions have the same message, love one another. But they say very different things. They can't all be true. Well, it's like describing a door. One person may describe the beauty of the wood. Another may describe its golden hinges. Both, in their own way, describe truths about the same door. Yeah, but if they don't tell you how to open the door, you'll never meet the person on the other side. What do you mean? Jesus said, I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Other religions might tell you to love others, but that won't get you through the door. Jesus wasn't a very open-minded individual, was he? I think he was just telling the truth. Now remember, discernment uh, comes from the scripture like in 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him. This is the key. The mind of man do, does not recognize the things that God thinks is important. This is what we're going to talk about, why discernment is so important. Clashing ideas, clashing thoughts, clashing and disruptive uh, ways of doing things are between what God does and man. My thoughts aren't your thoughts, my ways aren't your ways, says the Lord. The clashing, well, a man, a normal man cannot understand it, doesn't click to what God is thinking or wants. It doesn't make sense to him. It's actually foolishness to think of the things of God because it's not wired there because our spirits are dead. Therefore, it says, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Notice, the only way that we come to reality, the only way we come to truth, is through spiritual discernment of God's invasion in our bodies, in our lives. Discernment is designed by God to protect us from evil men and strange women. I know the word shouldn't say strange men and evil women, but the idea the scripture uses is uh, evil men and then there's strange women. So whatever, why he did that, that's God's wisdom there. Now, I want to also add the word into the mix called judge or judging. We hear in our culture, you don't judge, you don't judge. The most quoted verse now is no longer, when I was a kid, the most well-known scripture was, for God so loved the world, John 3.16. Today, the most quoted scripture is, do not judge, do not judge. And so they, a whole shift of thinking has happened in our world. And so the word judge, I want you to understand, is we're going to use that term throughout from piecing, taking out of the scriptures. The word judge means to exercise discernment. The word discernment becomes important here because whenever you think of protecting yourself from something, you have to make judgments. If you look outside and you see 73 cars driving at you, you have to make a judgment. Should I stand here and hope they don't hit me or should I run and move? That's a judgment. You have to make a decision. Make sense? So discernment is very important here. We have to make sure we're using that concept. Uh, now, sometimes the Bible, when it uses the word judge, it means discernment. Sometimes it means condemn. Like when you go to a court and you come before the judge, you are there because you committed a crime. Therefore, you're going to be condemned for it. You will be punished for it. Now, also the scripture will mix the two together because obviously it makes sense. When we go to a court system, there has to be discernment used. That's why our system's built on having a judge, a jury, and what else? Prosecutor and, and a defense attorney. Why? 
because there has to be discernment made. We have to come to a judgment. Therefore, we can't just flippantly make a judgment when we're talking about punishment or a person's life. If somebody's accused of shooting someone, we have to dig out the facts. We have to evaluate, examine, check everything out. We have to come from two different viewpoints, opposing viewpoints, to look at the issues, make sure all the facts are presented from both sides. We must then dig through that and take, decipher what's true, what's half true, and what's false. This is all part of life always. Well, in the church, we're told to shut up and we can't do this any longer. Our culture says, shut up. We don't want you to do that any longer. You be quiet, go to your little building, smile, sing songs, and leave us alone. But that's not the case. The sermon has to become a reality. And we must not be afraid to do, take these issues on face-to-face and evaluate them. And that's what discernment's all about, to come to a conclusion and be protected from lies and half-lies so that we have safety in our life. We have God's blessing in our life. So we have to make careful decisions with this. Now, many talk about unity in the church. We have to be unified. I, I hear that. I'm sick of hearing it, actually. We get, I get things in the mail. You know, we're supposed to unite. A so-and-so uh, a religious group over here says we should go have a meeting together because unity is the thing that God's after. Unity is the only issue that God thinks of anymore. God just says to us that we should be one. And so, therefore, we should drop all of our divisions, all of our disagreements, all of the things that would cause us to have a a split, and we should drop them all and use the big word, love each other, and just come together with a good gushy love group, and then we just say, God, I love God, blah, 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 and then all this harsh, judgmental things of religion that have turned people off will be forgotten, and then the world will think the church is cool again, and they'll be a part of it. Now, all of that is foolishness. The very thing that we just quoted scripture from, the world sees those things as good things, but God says that's foolishness. That's foolishness to think that way, and there's many reasons. Now, let me explain some of the points. If you look here, almost all heresy is tolerated and immorality is quickly forgotten for this kind of thinking. It's like you can't make these judgments and condemn and hurt people's feelings. Let's just drop all those issues. And so we have churches that are full of people who are spending their time living with people in immorality, committing sin. In fact, I heard not too long ago a preacher made a big sermon about how we should drop all this harshness. We should spend time with more understanding and tolerance, is his words. Then he got caught. He was committing adultery while he was preaching these sermons with one of the people of his church. Of course he preached tolerance. Of course he wanted understanding. He's a hypocrite. And he didn't want to be uh, taken to task or judged for his criminal, spiritual criminal activities. Therefore, he wanted tolerance. This is one of the big messages of our day and why it's there because of that very thing. So I want you to see how important we have to look at these things very clearly, cut through all the clouds of, and all the mesh and mush that's going on here and get down to the reality of what does God say, what does he say not to, where we have safety, where do we really stand. Now, um, remember, no one is in heaven because he was lovey-dovey. It, no one. Only reason anyone's in heaven is what? What's the one reason? 
Exactly. The only reason anyone goes to heaven is because they admitted they're sinners. They accepted God's forgiveness through Christ substituting his. He took the punishment for us and he became our Lord and master. That's the only way. I'm sorry if that's narrow. That's the only way in. Lovey-dovey stuff is not going to make you into heaven, no matter what your opinions or thoughts are on the matter. And there is no unity then based on lies and falsehood because of that. The only stability would be the fact of standing on truth. Now, so where's the line drawn? Where, where must we call lifestyles at task? Where do we put a line and say, listen, we can't have you keep coming up here and singing in our choir when you go home and sleep with your next door neighbor? I, I mean, where, don't we have to put some lines of division? Truth does that. It divides. It's going to cause problems. People are not going to like it. But the lovey-dovey thing, everybody go to church, everybody smiles, everybody has fun, and as long as you feel good about yourself and God, everything's cool. But it's not with God, and neither will it be in the final analysis with any of us. So discernment, then, is based on justice, the ability to recognize truth and distinguish it from half-truths or lies. And we must be able to do this in a very clear fashion. The foundations of our country were based on the presumption that a person is what? Innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. Now, you don't find that in politics today. Our president is guilty without any evidence. And people hate him and call him a liar and a traitor and everything else. There's no evidence. Because if there was, would the Senate and the House let him be president? They would impeach him, wouldn't they? The very fact is they would, he would be impeached. He would be judged and brought to task if that was true. But politics is able to accuse and condemn people and don't even practice the constitutional rights for our own leader. That's a, we're in a horrible day right now in politics because people do not follow the very essence of what we've stood for and we're established as a nation for. Justice demands that careful discernment is done first before accusations are brought to bear Otherwise, you have just hunches and lies. And then you're desecrating the very characteristic of right and freedom for any man. Now, we have to do careful and thorough investigation if we're going to get to the truth. And there's nothing wrong with that. If our president has done something that deserves that, there should be an investigation. But why hasn't the Senate or the House done that? There's nothing there. There There's nothing or else they would have done it. Back when Clinton was in trouble, what did they do? They opened an investigation because of his moral choices. Why? There was evidence. See, that's why we have to look in terms of all of it, whether it's politics, religion, or just plain neighborliness. We have to follow the principles of discernment because that's where justice really is. The right and fairness of treating people rightly has to be established. And it came from where? The Bible. Our nation got these ideas from Scripture. Because our nation is turning from the Bible, they've turned from the ideas. And that's why we're suffering and our nation is split in two. Everything's based on two major concepts of thinking. Well, over here is a group that says America is a good country based on God's laws, which stands for morality and so forth. Over here we've got a group that says, no, we have the right to change the Constitution as we feel, whatever makes sense to us right now. We are greedy. We want this. Whatever government's going to give us money, we'll vote for that guy. There's two groups, and that's why it comes right down the middle. If you, every, in the last elections, it's been the same thing between, uh, it's 50-50 almost. Our nation is severely divided, but it's based on right to the core of the heart right now is where our country is divided. Now, the church is to be in the world as a ship in the ocean. Therefore, 
when the ocean seeps into the ship, the church or the ship is in trouble, isn't it? Then you start sinking, then you start to suffer great loss. Notice the, the peril down at the bottom. See that nice little shark swimming around, hungry, your enemies are waiting for you. You bail as fast as you can. And our church is in that place. We have enemies who hate the church. They want it silenced and destroyed. Cities don't like churches. There's no taxes. They have to waste property where they could gain money from businesses. So they, have a, a, they don't see the church anymore as a value. The church has been leaking and the world has come pouring into the church, so there's no deciphering difference. They see no good in the church because we're basically no different than they are. So what's the point of giving free land without taxes? What's the good of it when nothing really is different? The, and so that's the question of why we have to go to such extent to understand discernment today. The call to the church is to be distinct from the world, not to be the same as everything else. What's the point of being here? We're not a, we're not a social religious club there has to be a purpose for us. We have to understand how the religious and moral standards of the culture have affected the church. We must see it to the point where we see it's dangerous and see the shark is at our throat, at nibbling at our toes, ready to hurt us. We also must evaluate and establish God's basic principles for our church and our lives. These are not separate issues. I want you to understand that. What you do in your life affects your church. And how we corporately live out our lives affects the world by how we as a church exist. You see, the connection is very clear. You must put the two thoughts together. You must wed them together. Why are you afraid to judge? In these days, the narrow road follower of Jesus must stand strong on God's word and make judgments grounded on his commands. It does not matter what the culture, media or political parties claim to be true. Do you remember this statement from the Bible? You make God tired with all your talk. How do we tire him out? You ask? By saying, God loves sinners and sin alike. God loves all. And also by saying, judgment? God's too nice to judge. Malachi 2.17 The Message Bible Well, no, God is actually too just to be silent. He condemns sin. It is time that real Christians become fearless and speak up in agreement with God, no matter the cost. God has already determined what is right and wrong, not anyone else, and we all will face his judgment seat. Would you like to know more? Find articles and videos at our website, narrowroadunderground.klptv.com or find all our resources at klptv.com.